This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk, talk about uh, protecting your kids, especially when it comes to screen time. I'm a dad. I got two teenage boys at home, and this is something that uh, my wife and I, we talk about frequently, about how much time are kids spending on their phone, playing video games, on the computer. Of course, I think that's a concern for probably every parent. Check out this new study. There's a new Canadian study just out this week that measured uh, studied screen time and its effect on teenage kids. Now, they took a look at various types of screen time, including playing video games, watching TV, using a computer, and especially time spent on social media sites like Facebook and Instagram. The results of the study that by far the most damaging was social media. So time the teenagers spend on Facebook, Instagram, other social media sites. This study is linking that to teenage depression and other problems. Much worse than video games, watching TV, or using a computer. Social media uh, seems to be the most dangerous uh, screen time identified in this particular study. What a great guest I got for you to talk about it, Dr. Jillian Roberts. She is a child psychologist, author, and speaker. She is the author of a brand new book, Kids, Sex, and Screens, Raising Strong, Resilient Children in the Sexualized Digital Age. I'm very pleased to welcome her back to the program. Dr. Roberts, welcome back. Thank you for having me on your program again. Thanks again for coming on. Like when you saw the results of this study, did any of that surprise you, the damage from social media or potentially, especially on teenage kids? Not at all. It, it reflects accurately what I see in my practice working with kids. Um, the, the changes that have happened in our world with now that we live in the digital age and things like social media are, are in our face absolutely all the time. It is having a, a, a devastating effect on our young people. How does it do that? Like, what what are the what are the damaging effects of social media that you see on the on the kids that you treat? Right. Well, I I see a variety of things um, more more so than than what the the study indicated. What the study indicated was that children tend to compare themselves to other kids. So when they're on a, a social media feed and they see other people, you know, living it up and having lots of friends and living their best life, they, they compare themselves and see their own life as being less than, and that triggers uh, depression in children. So I, I absolutely see that. Um, but what I also see is an increase in bullying online, um, having the online world be the, like the new playground <clears throat> where children are, are not going outside and running around and having fun but their, their, their online world becomes their, their total life. I see that. Um, and I see people, you know, young people going to extreme measures uh, to try to get more likes and more followers, which can, can lead to children crossing a line in terms of becoming more and more provocative online, um, which can lead to its own uh, ramifications and, you know, ripple effect of troubles for children. What kind of dangerous behaviors would you see in that regard? Like if a kid would wants to collect maybe more friends on a Facebook account or more likes on, on a social media account, what kind of things are kids doing to do that? 
Well, I, I see, and I would say, you know, not just girls, but, but mm-hmm. mostly I would say girls, but I, I do see this in, 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 in across, I guess, all that gender fluid span. Um, but kids trying to pose in more and more provocative and more and more sexy ways um, uh, and and just really pushing that to, to the edge and to the limit. Um, and then I see kids actually going across the lit, that, that line and across um, that boundary when, when they're privately direct messaging on social media. So someone would reach out to them um, by a message chat and ask for more photos and more things like that. And I see like an extreme amount of that happening in our young people now. My son told me a story recently about this, that he heard about at his school where someone he knew at school started receiving kind of romantic messages from a classmate on a social media account and it was fake it wasn't it was not he was not receiving overtures from from a girl that he thought was sending him romantic messages online it was someone who had created a fake account and was trying to trick him and embarrass people and you know i think that's a terrible thing that kids kids can do i mean that's a form of online bullying isn't it did you ever hear of that kind of thing all the time absolutely yeah. all the time and i've i've had you know parents call me because their children are locked in bathrooms at a junior high um because they sent a, a provocative photo to to a group of kids um by accident thinking that they were flirting that they were you know um you know beginning a relationship with someone when it was just all a great big joke and other kids yeah. laughing at their expense so it, it it is extreme and what what the study actually showed it was a, a great study uh um by uh, Dr. Pr- Patricia Conrad at um, uh, in Université de Montréal at the Hospital of Saint Justin, um, yes. but they also indicated that there was an increase in hospital visits because of suicidal behaviors and suicidal ideation. And I would say I absolutely see that when um, we have uh, children who are bullied to that extent. You know, for for someone who's just beginning to understand themselves and their body and all of those, you know, romantic feelings are just beginning to awaken inside of them. Um, to be humiliated like that can be, you know, extremely damaging for the psyche. Yeah, I can certainly, I can certainly see that for sure. My guest is Dr. Jillian Roberts. We're talking about a new study on social media use by teenagers and the damage that it can cause. One of the interesting things that jumped out at me in, in this study was it looked not only at social media use by teenagers on things like Facebook or Instagram, but also other forms of screen time, like playing video games. And I got I got two boys at home that like their video games like a lot of like a lot of boys do. And sometimes I worry about that or they spend too much time playing video games. You know, this study found that video gaming was less damaging to kids. It can be damaging in some cases, the study said but less damaging than social media use in terms of the damage right. caused by screen time. Does that ring true to you? Well, I, I was a bit surprised by that, to be honest. They they yeah. actually found no correlation um, between um, video gaming and uh, the depressive symptoms that they were measuring. Um, so they, I mean, they were measuring a specific kind of outcome. Um, and what they believed was like a mediating factor uh, that was reducing the damage was that many multiplayer video games require c- cooperation. And you're actually online with other real human beings playing for some common goal. Um, so the, the fact that you were online with other kids having fun and, and cooperating, um, that, that mediated the damage. What, yeah. what they really found the damage was, was when you're online by yourself, um, looking at other people having a good time. 
that's what was damaging. But if you were online with other people having a good time, um, that was at least less damaging. Okay, let's talk a little bit about how to protect our kids from, from these, uh, these threats that are out there. And this is like the topic of your new book, Kids, yeah. Sex, and Screens. So when it comes to social media, if you got a teenage kid at home, should you be telling them don't use Instagram, don't use Facebook, or are there safe ways that they can use social media? Well, I believe there's safe ways, um, absolutely. And, and I would say, you know, what parents can do that would be the very best is at that first gifting of a device, create a family social media plan. And in Kids, Sex, and Screens, as well as my children's book uh, on the internet that was launched by our Canadian publisher, Orca Book Publishers, um, both of those books, I present a social media template for families. Um, so when you give that first device, talk about the parameters, talk about the boundaries, um, and uh, and that's part of the agreement that the, that the child um, uh, adheres to or agrees to when they receive that device. When we're, we're backtracking, it's more difficult. So when, when a child already has a device and has already be, been using a device, that can be more difficult. Um, but I think it's still possible. I think you can have a family meeting where you hit the reset button, you talk about what being a good digital citizen means, how you can use the device appropriately, and what kind of balance that you want to have um, in, in your life. I think that that, um, that can still be done. And really, it's about talking about boundaries and healthy boundaries, um, boundaries in terms of how much time is spent, um, boundaries in terms of, you know, not liking or sharing something that's embarrassing to a, a classmate or a peer. Um, so different things that you can teach your child and still in them, you know, how to be a, a good a good person when perhaps nobody, you know, nobody is watching. Nobody knows that it was you that shared it. You know, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, having good integrity means doing the right thing even when nobody is watching. Hey, my guest is Dr. Jillian Roberts. She's a child psychologist based in Victoria. Uh, her new book is Kids, Sex, and Screens, Raising Strong, Resilient Children in the Sexualized Digital Age. We're talking about kids and screen time, especially social media like Facebook, Instagram, uh, video gaming, excessive screen time, online bullying. you have any questions, concerns, comments about any of those topics, give me a call right now. 604-280-9898 is the number. 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell. Let's go to Natalie in Pitt Meadows. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Mike. Um, Hi. Yeah, I overheard just the other day a conversation between these two uh, two women, and they mentioned they were, uh, I of course I used Roft, <laughs> but they were going to university, and they were talking about how difficult it was to meet people and how sad it was, That and which is interesting, um, you know, the population at UBC, and they still felt disconnected. And in this digital age. So I, I just feel that we're just failing. Like we're putting too much, you know, we're blaming a device for problems, um, you know, with, with children connecting, whereas we should be putting more emphasis on putting less pressure and trying to fit in. You know, like uh, um, it's, it seems like we're still failing on that alone, which is strange. Like, you know, so, say someone, I mean, I grew up like that. If I didn't feel good about myself, I wouldn't go out, you know, and that was before Facebook and, and all this. Can you imagine what the kids are feeling like now with all this digital media aimed at them? Uh, that's why they're staying at home and maybe not connecting. So I think we could do far more to, you know, to uh, 
to lift uh, these uh, everyone's self-esteem and, and uh, issues uh, okay. all around that, for sure. Okay, Natalie, thank you for the call. Dr. Roberts, what do you think? I mean, could we do, be doing a better job of kids kind of, I, I guess, I don't know, interacting with each other more? Yes, ab- absolutely. I, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with Natalie more. There, there is a disconnect now. And like in the, in the you know, years past, you would go to a dance and you'd walk across the room and ask someone to, to dance with you. And there was an element of risk with that. You know, there, you, you had to be confident. Um, it was a, you know, a rite of passage, um, but it also helped you connect with people in real time. When you're online and you're liking or, or, or not liking or sharing something that's embarrassing or, or not sharing anything at all, there's no risk in that. Like you, you can, you know, you can reject somebody or be mean or nasty um, or just completely disconnected um, without without there being really any any personal repercussions, um, which is different than I think when you're interacting with somebody in real life. So in Kids, Sex, and Screens, I offer a seven point parental compass. And on that compass, one of the um, points is nurturing relationships in real life. So all of the things that parents can do, um, uh, whether it be sports or scouting or just whatever it could be as your child is growing up and learning about themselves and learning about the world, instilling in them the importance of, of getting out into fresh air, getting out into real life and connecting with real people in real ways. Right. I think the screen time issue and social media is it makes it, I think it makes it tough for kids. I think, I think it's difficult for kids these days. In your practice over the years, do you, have you seen, do you see more and more kids kind of showing up and presenting for you, uh, you know, damage from screen time and social media? Like what are the trend lines in this? Do you see it sort of getting worse? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like w- without question, which is, you know, for, for the first, you know, 12 or 13 years of my life, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, a busy professor at UVic. I still am a busy professor at UVic um, and was working uh, uh, quietly away in a private practice. But when I saw what was happening with our, our young people, I, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't be quiet anymore. Um, I had to, I had to get out there and, and start to talk and advocate for what we needed to do to keep kids safe. And that, that was really Really why I've, I've begun, you know, on participating in programs like this and writing the books that I've been writing because we really do need to help parents and help kids make better choices. We've got a minute left, Jillian. Let's let's say a parent out there is really worried about maybe their child uh, being bullied online. What what kind of sort of immediate first steps would you recommend for someone who's looking for help? Well, I would say uh, number one um, is tell your child that you believe them, that they've yeah. done nothing wrong. Um, that you're there 100% for them, uh, that they don't have to handle the situation by themselves, that you'll walk that journey with them. Um, number one is the child needs to feel believed and, and not to feel alone. Um, that is critical. Second is try to figure out where the bullying is coming from. Um, if the bullying is coming from another child at school, then it's completely appropriate uh, to reach out to the administrator of that school and ask for help. If you believe that the bullying is coming from, uh, you know, some 40-year-old person uh, um, luring your child, uh, something like that, then it's completely appropriate to call the police and ask for some guidance from from police. Um, I would also say that if, if anybody is in a situation and they don't know how to respond or, or navigate a challenge, um, I would be happy to be of help. And I can be reached at hello at familysparks.com. Um, and I've got myself as well as other therapists there that can take a look at an individual situation and provide what what guidance we can. Thanks for coming on today. 
My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on your program again. Yeah, my pleasure too. Thank you. That's Dr. Jillian Roberts. She's a child psychologist based in Victoria. Her new book is Kids, Sex, and Screens.